Yesterday, I'm joined by Orlando Magic, sideline reporter and host of Magic Drive Time, Dante Marcatelli. Dante, what's going on? I'm not, doing great. How about yourself? Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. I'm doing fine, man. Get ready for the season. Start back up next month. We're on regular schedule of programming again, so. <laughs> well, how did we, can I ask you, how do we get through the summer? How do we get through every summer without NBA basketball? <laughs> I know. I don't know if I you're know. Are you a baseball guy? Is that how we do it? What, what's, how do we end up getting through these summers? Yeah, I'm a fall classic guy all the way. I love the fall classic. <laughs> okay, there, there you go. Well, you know, and you know what? It's interesting, and you know this, but the, the NBA's done a good job, haven't they, of making this a year-round sport. You know, when you yes. get the draft, you roll it right into summer league, then free yes. agency. They've really, they've really found a way to capitalize on that, haven't they? Yes, the clock never stops, never stops. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is Definitely. true. But a new season is coming, and we're excited about that. Yes, and the Magic have a lot to look forward to. We'll get into that in a minute. They have a lot, a good, a lot to give look forward to. A lot. They, yeah, they do. They really do. And I, and I think it's interesting. You know, casual fans may look at it and say, okay, you know, a lot of, there are kind of more household names with Nick Vucevic and Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon and, and certainly right. here in town. You know, we grew attached to those guys. Uh, but then with the myriad of injuries we had last year, you know, the decision was made to go in a different direction. Yeah. And now when you start looking at that young talent that you mentioned, you know, you, you can see what the direction is. You can see what the goal is. And you can see why they, why they kind of pursued this path. And, and you're right. You get excited thinking. It was hard at first, no question about it, because you've been in the right. playoffs two straight years, and your mind is thinking, okay, now let's get maybe four, five, six in the Eastern right. Conference. But it's a new direction, but but you're certainly excited about this young talent that they've amassed. Definitely, definitely. So, um, tell us about the time at Bell Sports Florida. How's it going for you? Good. Everything's going great. Everything's going great. I, I'm about to, I started on the telecast in about 2008, uh, okay. so I'll be coming into year 13 here on the telecast. Wow. I started with the Magic in, yeah, in 1998, uh, which was as a, as a radio intern. So I started on the radio side of things. Uh, and then right. transitioned in, in the TV in the early 2000s, and it's been it's been great. It was Fox Sports Florida, it was Sun Sports before that, um, right. so it's had it had a couple of different names. But we're excited about the new direction, um, and and really, you know, the TV landscape has changed, as you well know, and it's you yeah. now have the opportunity, you know, to to kind of take us with you here throughout Central Florida wherever you go. So we see a lot of people watch the streaming. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, interact with us on social media. So it's been great. We're, we're, we're all feeling privileged to be a part of Bally Sports Florida, for sure. Right. You're also the host of um, Magic Drive Time. Tell us about that, what you love about hosting. I know for me, I love being a host. I get to introduce myself and meet great personalities like as yourself. Like, every show is different. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. And that's the fun thing for me because, John, without, without social media, I mean, how, I don't – you and I still might have connected, but it would have been harder. It would have been right. harder, and maybe we connect at an NBA game or something like that. But now, you know, the beauty of social media is you, you, you know, the world's much smaller, and, and you can reach out to people. Yeah. I would love to have had access uh, to, you know, to broadcasters and personalities and even players and celebrities as a kid growing up. You know, because you can pick their brains and you get valuable advice. But um, I, I love hosting. We're coming into our 10th season on Magic Drive Time, so that's a big year for us. And uh, it's been fun, you know, fun for a couple of years there when you were back in the playoffs. And, and now you you kind of look at it like, okay, before you're building momentum, the excitement's back. And now it's and now it's kind of you get excited again because you're, you're teaching and introducing 
new players to your audience, and I, and I right. think that's cool. There's so much excitement in this town uh, after Jalen Suggs fell to us at five, you know, after Toronto went and took Scotty Barnes, who I also think is going to be a great player, you know, a, a guy that we're familiar with from Florida State. But I think the goal of our radio show day in and day out is – kind of introducing these guys. You have a new coaching staff. You have new players. You have a whole new system. So there's going to be a lot of teaching and a, and a lot of fun we'll be having, sharing some great stories. And, and, and kind of just the, the beauty of it for us on Bally Sports Florida on Magic Drive Time is telling these stories. You know, Scott Skiles used to tell us, Right. Everybody's got a scrapbook. <laughs> right. So everybody, everybody's got a story. Everybody's done something. And now we get to kind of introduce that to our fans, which is cool. Definitely. Yes, this Orlando Magic franchise has had up and down, have had some of the greatest players in NBA history, as in Shaq, Anthony Penny Hardaway. Um, this team is about winning. It's had it up and down, like I said, but it's a winning culture. You're going to get it right eventually. It always takes time. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, I, I agree. That's the thing, and and you've had you're right. Some, I mean, in its short, in, in you know, in its short history, which is just we're going into season 33. You right. know, you, you're not you're not like the Boston Celtics, the the Knicks, you know, the, these teams that have had 75 years of NBA right. history. Uh, right. You know, you're you're coming into year 33, so you haven't even been here. You know, half of the league's existence. You know, so yes. it's it, but in that time, you mentioned it. I mean, you've had Hall of Famers come through these come through these doors with with Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, Tracy McGrady, two time NBA scoring champion, yeah. the White Howard. Howard. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. He'll be headed to the Hall of Fame. So you've had some of the best players in league history. You know, come through these doors, which which has been really cool and, and really exciting. And you were so close in in '95. You know, to get you got to an NBA Finals and you were so close to winning. And then, you know, I got to work the Finals in 2009 with right. Dwight and Jameer going against Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, and that was just a thrill for me. Then you get right. to see it up close. So, uh, and, and now, who knows? I, I think the beauty of all sports is, you know, is Jalen Suggs the next guy? Is Cole Anthony the next? Is it Isaac? Is it Markel Fultz? You know, who's the next wave yes. coming through? You know, because you said it's been ups and downs. And, you know, unfortunately, we were in down for quite some time. <laughs> it's, time <Right. laughs> it's time to start coming out of it. And who knows which one of these new young guys is going to be the one to lead the way. Yes, that Markel Fultz acquisition was a great pickup for the Orlando Magic. He left Philadelphia and needed to change the scenery. And it, it immediately you could tell it fit him well. Mentally and, and physically, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and I don't know if you have ties to Philadelphia or not, but just seeing what happened in Philadelphia and then you as an NBA fan seeing right. him get a new opportunity in Orlando, were you right. not rooting for the guy? I was, and honestly, Philadelphia sports fans are hard on every athlete there, no matter yeah. what sport they play in. And he might, he, with his struggles and his, with his shoulder on and off, he might he would, he might not have been ready for that criticism the Philadelphia fans can give you because you know when they're up they're they're with you when you're down they want you out of town like it's like it's like that they love hard they love hard they love hard they do they do it's a, it's a hard it's a, you're exactly right it's a it's a hard it's a tough city but they love their sports fans I mean, they they love their sports teams and and I think with Markel it just the the thing that blew me away is one how incredible an individual he is. Yeah. All the talent and everything. He's the number one pick in the draft for a reason. And his talent started to come out the last couple of years, and it's going to continue to come when he gets back on the floor. But he's an unbelievable individual. And everything that he went through in Philadelphia, it would be very easy for him to get here and be like, oh, man, I'm not doing this interview. I'm not talking. You know, just to be very skeptical of the media, skeptical yeah. of people in general. And he's not. He's not jaded. 
he understood, okay, that didn't work out, but I believe in myself, and I'm going to show everybody. And he's, and he's going to do that, and he started to the last couple of years. And so I, I think – so that's what stands out is how great an individual he is. Then you realize nobody can keep the ball – nobody can get the ball out of his hands, and no one can keep him out of the paint. So right. it's an unbelievable talent that he's got, and that's going to continue to develop. He can get anywhere he wants to go on the basketball court. And the other yeah. thing is – that's why I was, I was asking you off the top – Everybody is rooting for the guy. Everybody yeah. loves Markel Fultz, and I think that's awesome, and you can certainly see why. Yes, I'm a firm believer everyone goes through something. Everyone needs support at times in their life. And with their craft, I mean, you don't, you don't get your craft with me where you wanted to be overnight. Like I said, it's a process. I mean, even with me, I admit all the time, I'm still getting better as a host. Every show I get better. I mean, that's, sure. that's, that's it. You can't be stagnant and settle for it. you got to be the best. It's a constant work over here all the time. <laughs> well, you're right, and but it, but you but at least you understand it, and that's all yeah. we can all do. I mean, I do, I do the same thing on the telecast. If if we're not getting better, first right. of all, someone's going to replace us. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> if not, exactly. If, if we're not if we're not getting better, because there's yeah. so much talent out there, and there's so many people that just need an opportunity. Right. But, uh, but that's the fun part of it. We get to develop and hone our craft each and every year, and I, I, I think right. it's a challenge. But it's, uh, you know, you, you can see when, when you pull off a fun show or a good show, it makes it all well worth it. That's for sure. Yeah. And I can tell this is a great show. I can tell from the beginning, this is going to be a great episode right here. I can tell. <laughs> well, well good. Tell. Well, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, I'm, I'm always excited to meet new people and, and interact. And it's, it's a fun job that we have. And it's a, it's a yeah. great opportunity that we have. And, and listen, someone took a chance on me. Someone took a chance on you. And, and then, yeah. you know, eventually, you know, that, that, that's how it works. And you, and you keep paying that forward. Definitely. And, yes, one vet you guys held on to was Terrence Ross. He's been on NBA panel a couple of times now. Every time I talk to him, he's a great episode. He's a great guy. He's humble. I mean, he's not afraid to reach out to meet people like you. I mean, he's capable of putting anyone on a highlight still at any given moment. And he was on the show. He talked about when he dunked on Ken, Ken Reed when he was in Toronto Raptors. That's one of the most disrespectful dunks in NBA history. He might not admit it because he's humble, but it was. I post that highlight every time I can. Like, that oh, was crazy. my gosh. I know. He's unbelievable. I know. He's unbelievable. And you know what? And it seems like we found kind of the perfect role for him here in Orlando where, where he knows he's coming in off the bench. He's one of the – I'm sure he'd love to start, you know, in his heart of hearts. Right. You know, I'm sure every, there's 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 something cool about hearing your name at the beginning of the game, but but it doesn't right. matter because he's on the floor at the end of the game. So to me, it's yeah, more about yeah. who finishes the game, and he just has an ability to come in and bring that instant offense. And we had fun, John. We were up there in uh, in Milwaukee, and we went into the locker room. We know he's a huge superhero guy, and we said, yeah. you know, is there a is there a superhero? You know, you need a nickname, a guy that can come off the bench and just light it up like you. You need a nickname. You know, we need yeah. somebody that comes in and catches fire instantly. Right. And we both said, wow, how about Human Torch? How about the Human Torch? And anyone right. that follows superheroes, you know, you, you know that obviously, you know, the, the flick of a, you know, the, the snap of a finger, he, he yeah. can catch fire. And so that's what he is. So that's that kind of caught. And then, you know, you can come up with all the nicknames you were you want. If we call him the Human Torch and then he goes out there and misses every shot, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, but, right. but he goes out there. <laughs> He catches fire. He knocks down so many big shots, hits big shot after big shot, that it just took. And I, I think that's – he's a great guy. He's had a lot of fun here. And, you know, you're, you're happy to, to cross paths with guys like that. And then, yeah. you know, we were able to have some fun. And, and he really – because of his game and because of how good he is, it allowed that nickname to stick, which was a lot of fun. 
Yes, and it's better than first. It's going to be huge in that locker room with those young guys coming into the league and with the, and with the young talent you guys have there. Like, he can teach Markel Fultz and also R.J. Hampton and Gary Harris coming from Denver. You got those two guys there can put up numbers. R.J. Hampton is very relatively young in the league. He can put up numbers. You can tell already. And Gary Harris healthy. We saw what he did in Denver. We saw what he did in Denver. Right. No, you're right. I, I, and I think that's the thing. You know, he got that big contract. There was so much – uh, they they saw the writing on the wall that this guy's going to be a special talent, and I think yeah. it was interesting. Even though the numbers were there, it's how well loved that guy was. I mean, there was yeah. weird shit amongst his coaching staff and front office and fans. I mean, they hated yeah. to see the guy go. Right. Uh, and this is a big year for Gary. You know, it's the last year of his contract, so yeah. you know, tip, obviously he wants to show he's had a lot of injuries, and he wants to show everyone he's healthy and and he's just getting started in his NBA journey, just 26 years old. So he wants yeah. to show he's got a long, long way to go. So so I think you're going to get Gary Harris at his best, which yeah. is exciting. R.J. Hampton, I you know, I don't know how you were, but for me, I stopped growing at about age 12. Uh, R.J. RJ, RJ Hampton, 20 years old, grew two inches this summer. Yeah. So he's just added a little size to him, and, uh, you know, and, I, and I think he's already so gifted athletically, and, he, and he's got a great feel for the game. He's been working with Mike Miller, NBA champion, yes. uh, honing his craft that way. So, he, I mean, there's a perfect guy to help him develop his shot. Uh, so I think you're going to see a guy that continues to improve that shot. He's going to continue to learn the game. I mean, he played in just a couple of years. He's already been to Australia playing overseas. He's been right. in the NBA. Uh, he's been in high school. So he went from right. Dallas, Texas, you know, Dallas, Texas, to Australia, to Orlando. Right. I mean, he's trying to figure out to Denver, then Orlando. Yeah. He's trying to figure out, trying to figure out where he fits in. So I, I think once he gets settled in. And all of these guys, too, John, coming into a training camp together, which we didn't have the benefit of last year. They didn't have summer league last year because of COVID. Uh, yeah. Now they get a full training camp, and now they get to go into a season. I, I think there's going to be a lot of chemistry that's going to be built. Yeah, or they have to take a little Luca Doncic route. I mean, you get to play with grown men and come out to the league. Yes. He grew, he grew, I mean, competition-wise, he grew early. So, And he's playing with the edge itself being traded. He want to come into Orlando and show what he's made of. So you guys will get a, a high score in him, definitely. I think so. I think so. And, and, and you, know, guy, you know, he'll say at the end of the day it's an opportunity and this and that. But I, I think yeah. there's something – I think it does something to a guy when he gets traded. And I think yeah. you want to – I think it gives you a chip a, a little right. bit, even though they, they won't say it immediately. But an opportunity to maybe prove everybody wrong. You know, did Denver right. give up on him way too early? And we think so right. because we, you know, we, we love the talent. We, we love the kid that he is. And, and we, we certainly – think there's going to be something special there so the fun thing about this year is going to be who makes the most of the opportunity they're all going to get a chance to play who's going to take that opportunity and really be a completely different player from the start of the season to the end of the season and he could be one of those guys he could certainly be one of those guys definitely could definitely could what a different direction with the head coach long tenure at mass assistant coach Jamal Mosley has a chance now with a new team, like as we've been talking about, a whole team full of a lot of NBA prospects with has unlimited potential. And he's he's going to prove himself also as a good leader. I think the team is going to buy into him because he's proven himself as an assistant coach with the Mavs. I mean, they were they were in the south over there in Dallas, so <laughs> you know he's about winning also. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, he's, he's been in the league for a while. I mean, imagine he breaks into the NBA, right, with the right. Denver Nuggets, and he's got Carmelo Anthony, he's got yeah. Allen Iverson, right? He's got uh, the Birdman, Chris Anderson, right? He's got Chauncey Billups. I mean, imagine all those different personalities yeah. that he's introduced to when he first starts in the NBA. And then he goes from there to Cleveland, and he has – you know, he can continue to grow and learn, and then he gets to Dallas. Yeah, and he's working with, uh, with you know, with the great Luka Doncic and Porzingis and, you know, all, all the players that have come through those doors the last couple of years. So, yeah. and everything, everything consistently says this is a guy that finds a way to get the most out of the players that he works with. He's an right. incredible talent evaluator. He's an incredible job of, of, of capping that talent, and that's what this team is going to need. They're all going to get a chance to play but how can we continue to develop them? And, and listen, and that's no knock on Steve Clifford and his staff. They right. did an unbelievable job in three years. And, and I, think, I think what Coach Mosley is going to be, I think what's going to set him up for the most success is the work that Steve Clifford and his staff did with these guys last year and the last couple of years. I, I think right. he is going to be the, the, the foundation is there. And now yeah. he can take that, he can put his own twist on it, and continue to develop these guys, which he's extremely good at. And then, so now you're going to get guys that have a foundation, and then he's going to he's going to be able to put his touch on it. And I, and I think it's going to be special. I, I think this is he's a guy that put in his dues, an incredible human being, knows the game, works hard, and he's going to find a way to get the most out of these guys. Definitely, yeah. And with the East getting stronger, but it's funny, he's been an assistant coach for a couple of years, and Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly used to always say this when he was here in Orlando. He said, uh, you know, he'd look at his assistant, right, his lead assistant, yeah. and say, "This seat is awfully hot. When you move six <laughs> inches, when you move six inches to the right, this seat is right. awfully hot." <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's going to be a learning. You know, when when you go from an assistant to a head coach, there's a learning yeah. curve that comes with that. Right. Uh, but he'll be ready for that. He'll be ready for that. Yeah, the lights are on now. <laughs> That's right, exactly. But this is what you dream of as yeah. a, you know, as an assistant coach to get your chance. Right. And he's got his chance, and and he's got talent. He's not taking over a team that's, you know, that's right. going to win ten games. Or he's got talent, and he's going to be able to develop that. Definitely, I think he leaned on Terrence Ross also for some veteran leadership. He, I mean, Terrence has been with the organization, so I'm sure he leaned right. on him also for some player advice also. I'm sure, sure no, no question. No, and he's great at that. And these guys, you know, and they don't even have to be vocal during the game. Terrence is, and he will be vocal and work with those guys. But some guys, they, right. they just kind of lead by example. Right. And I think, you know, for a guy like Jalen Suggs to come in and see Gary Harris put in work, Terrence Ross put in work. I mean, right. we look at Robin Lopez and we think, oh, you know, we laugh about the Disney stuff and he loves Disney and all that. But this right. is a guy that has worked hard to stay in the league. And even though, you know, he's, not, he's in a situation where he's probably not going to play every game because you have Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba ahead of him. And he understands right. that. He's here to help those guys and help all those young guys. But he's going to prepare every single day in every single game like he's playing. And I right. think when, when guys see that, the preparation that a guy puts in that may not play every night, right. then it starts to click. This is what it takes, taking care of my body, eating the right things, working out, putting the work in on the floor, getting here early, leaving late, all of those things. That's all a huge part of this thing, too. And, and I think, you, you, like you said, Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, um, and Robin Lopez, those, those yeah. are guys that are, that are yeah. going to help foster. Michael Carter-Williams is a guy like that, too, when he comes back healthy. So I, I think you, you've got guys that embody that, and I, I think that's going to be a big help. 
Right. Yes, the NBA brought back the playing tournament again, which I think will help the Orlando Magic because that's two more playoff spots open. I say that because we all know the East is stacked. We got the Brooklyn Nets over there. We got Milwaukee oh my goodness. coming off of the championship. They're going to play more God, freely are they, now. Are they, are they, <laughs> is, every, is, everyone just, is everyone just handing the championship to the Nets? Is that what you're seeing? Um, I think I don't know, man. The Lakers because the Lakers got all those bets well, over there, but, right. but I mean they got to they got to play though. But if the, if Brooklyn is healthy, they're going to be a whole problem to get out to be four times in seven <laughs> games. All oh, that's just going to be crazy. But it's going to help the Orlando Magic if they, they can get right. to the plans for them at least to get chemistry in the postseason and playing together in the postseason will build up to when they are legitly title contenders in the near future. Well, and even if you don't get in, you're right, because you now, you now have 9 and 10. You know, they're going to take the eight teams, but you've got 9 and 10 yeah. playing for something. So let's say you're hovering around 10 or 11 yeah. all right. year, and you, you're at least chasing something. And I think that yeah. is so important, so important for these guys. And, and yes, it's a, it's a job and a career and your livelihood, and you're going to give it everything you've got night in and night out. Right. But if you also can throw in the fact that you're not that far out of competing for the play-in scenario. I, I just think there's so much value in that, in playing for something and playing meaningful games and having right. that pressure and going. And now the fans are back. Oh, my God, did we miss the fans so much. And now you're, yes. going, into host, you know, you're going into hostile situations. And all these guys have, have something to prove. You know, RJ goes back to Denver. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Wendell yes. goes back to Chicago. Gary goes back to Denver. You know, you're going to see yes. a, a lot of this stuff. So I, I think throw all of that in, plus the fact that, yes, a, a team like Orlando, that, that is certainly going to be a blessing here the next couple of years. A team that is probably eighth or seventh or eighth, you know, if yeah. it's Indiana or somebody like that, you know, the playing scenario hurts them. They're, they're probably not right. as excited about that because they can be eliminated. But for all the right. teams who are on the outside looking in, uh, that's a boy, that's a, that's, that's going to be a terrific thing. And one positive for the team, if they have no clear cut, like all-star superstar on this team, you know, like those teams are top heavy, like Philadelphia, NB, the he is hurt. They suffer. Brooklyn was five to them last year. All three of their big things, except for Kevin Durant was hurt. It's all happened to them. They got to be by Milwaukee. Right. I mean, right. if Giannis gets hurt, Giannis get hurt, Morgan isn't winning the championship. But this right. team is built, and they're built like the, like the Denver Nuggets was two years ago. There's no clear cut for everybody to play together as one, and they're, they're dangerous. And they're going to give they're going to give teams like Brooklyn Nets hell when they play because they want to make a name for themselves. They don't get their they're giving their best shot. You're right, <laughs> and to your point, you know, you don't have a you don't have any all stars, and you don't have a clear cut hierarchy like for years right. we've known. Okay. These are the guys, and that's been great, and we've loved having those guys. But I think yeah. now it's like, okay, if I'm RJ or if I'm Cole or if I'm Markel or John, I'm, everybody's coming in saying, I have a chance to lead this team. You know, yeah. and it'll happen naturally, and there'll be some healthy competitions at different positions. But, yeah. but you're right; everybody can kind of be. This is all. This whole thing is wide open, and I think it's going to be. And like I say, okay, you know, you're not. You know, Vegas has them at what 23 and a half wins. So if if they're right. You're certainly not excited about 23, 23 right. wins or 24 wins, 
But, right. you know, they got to play the game. So I, I always think yeah. those numbers are low, and, got, and teams are going to win more than those numbers that they put out. So I think we're going to be much more competitive than that. But it's the storylines. Who emerges? Who's going to take handle of this thing and say, you know, this is my team. And when the end of the game, you know, jump on my back, fellas. I'm going to help us get there. So I, I, think, you're, I think you're going to see some healthy competition in that regard, and I think you're going to, really going to see some guys, uh, you know, kind of kind – of, understand that they can be the leaders on this team. Right. I think they're going to come into a training camp and take a spot in rotation and fight for rookie right. of the year. I can see that. We saw what he did at Gonzaga. We saw what he can do. He does. He takes charge. He, he drives the lane. He can shoot. He does it all. And he's only going to get better. Only going to get better. And I'm not understanding how he falls to five, but I am. Yes. I mean, if, if, if you look at last year or the right. coming up, he's probably first or second. Right. I mean, I mean, it's just such a it's just we're so thankful here uh, that he was able yeah. to fall. And again, again, no knock on Scotty Barnes. I, I think he's going to be outstanding as well. And you right. couldn't have gone wrong, really, if you had him. But I think for what this team needs, I think they need a guy that you can just give the ball to get out of the way. Yeah. And let him get your buckets. Let him make right. big defensive plays. Let him lead the team. And, I, you know, Scotty Barnes is, is probably a guy that can do that in spurts, but, right. you know, that's, that's not going to be his primary role. And I think, and I think we, we kind of need this, you know, more, more than anything. And, and I think he's going to be a big addition here. And, I, and just being in Amway Center, we were doing a draft show, and being right. in Amway Center when Scotty Barnes' name was taken by Toronto and everyone right. realized, oh, my gosh, it's going to happen. You know, <laughs> Suggs here, the electricity in right. that building, it was unbelievable. And, you know, R.J. Hampton is good friends with him, and he was in the building as well, and he was cheering yeah. with the fans. And it was a really cool scene, uh, understanding that, you know, Suggs was going to come here and, and there's guys on this team that know him and are already friends with him. And then we met him, we did a podcast with him, and he's just incredibly humble. And right. what you quickly realize about this guy is that he gets it, that he he has that it factor, John, I'm telling you. There's yeah. something about him where he just understands the big moments and what it takes. Look, what, what's the one moment we all, we all know about him already? You know, yeah. it's that half-court shot that he hit against UCLA. Yeah. The guy just doesn't <laughs> let his team lose. He just finds a way to he just finds a way to make things happen, and I think that makes him incredibly special. And I think he's gonna even in a you know I say meaningless because it's not meaningless, but as far as record goes, you know, meaningless right. summer league game. Um, you know, end of a game, his first experience uh, playing NBA basketball, and he. You know, he's outnumbered on a two-on-one fast break, and he comes away with a huge defensive play uh, right. to, in essence, force overtime, and then they're able to win the game. So big moments. He's a competitor. He wants to play. And I think the, the last thing I'll say about Suggs is, you know, he told us the story that he was at a buddy's house, and his buddy was getting ready to go try out for the soccer team in high school. Right. And he was all, he's already Mr. Basketball in the state of Minnesota, Mr. Football in the state of Minnesota, which has never happened, right, to, to win right. both of them in the same state. His buddy says, oh, you should try out. And he goes, all right, I'll try out. So he goes, so they found me some cleats, never played soccer, never kicked the soccer ball. They had to find him cleats. And the coach, the coach after 15 minutes of practice goes, you can play any position you want. You just let me know where you want to play. <laughs> and that's how, that's how gifted he is. And yeah. oh, by the way, that soccer team was ranked sixth in the nation. It's not like it was my high school soccer team. This right. team was the sixth. This was a good team with loaded with talent, and you could tell he was good enough to make that team. So I, I think he's special, a very special individual. 
definitely. And a lot of people that don't don't follow basketball closely, as you said earlier, a casual fan, they won't see this team for what it is. This team is really dangerous. Because when they play, like I said, when they play a, a team that's supposed to lead the East, they come in and they play. They don't play the hardest, but they say they're going to sweep the floor of the team. And this team is capable of having like a one, two, three, four scoring punch, which they're going to have. And as you said earlier, when those players are going to step up as get out of my way, give me the ball. So we'll see who steps up. Yeah, no, you're right. Who's that going to be? And I, I think you've got a number of guys that could do that. But I, And I yeah. think it's easy in the NBA, you're going to have the Brooklyn Nets. You're going to have, all those teams are going to yeah. look at they're going to look at Orlando, and you might have nights where they let down and, and all that stuff, and they don't get as excited for the matchup. But I'm telling you, right. this team is going to sneak up on some people. To yes. your point, they're yes. going to catch people. And the the word is very quickly going to get out and say, man, that, that is not a team that I want to play. I'm just not, especially you're coming in on a back-to-back or third game in four nights or starting a road trip. They say, I just don't have that in me tonight to run with those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, they're young. Yes. Yeah, yes, they're, exactly. They're gonna get the Lakers hell. You know, the Lakers, all the I Lakers so. average team is thirty-two, thirty-three. They can't run <laughs> with Orlando. They can't. They have I, know. And I think that's. <laughs> and I think that's uh, exactly. They're, they're not gonna want. They're not gonna be as excited about that. Right. So I, think just, I think coming in, moving the ball like they are, running up and down the floor, getting out in transition. You have the legs. You have the young guys to do it. So yes. I think that's a I think that's a smart approach that, that Coach Mosley has done and and you know we'll see how do they defend who do they give the ball to at the end of a game when they need a big basket all those things that that you know that need to be sorted out but it's not going to be a lack of effort this team is going to right. fight like heck and every team that comes in this building is going to realize man we got to contend with these young guys and we're going to have to run all night and I think what you do even if you don't win a ton of games this year. You mentioned it. All those teams that come in and see the style that we're going to play, I yeah. think then you start looking at free agency next year, the year yeah. after, and teams say, man, that Orlando team, they're, they're, they're one guy away. They're two guys away. Right. If I, if I, I love what they're doing. I love what they're building. They're getting to play. If I join that team, now yeah. are we, now are, you know what I mean? And I think you, stay, you start seeing free agents look at this situation a little bit differently. Yeah, and you're and Orlando is in a great position because they they, the roster is so deep and they have a lot of depth, so they can give up certain players to get a better player to add to give them that well, one player they might need. So that's true this too. Team, this team is up and coming, and it's, it's soon, soon. I well, you've got that. assets. You've got you've got <laughs> yeah. exactly. You've got assets on the floor. You've got draft capital. Don't forget yeah. we have we have our first round pick this year. We have uh, we we have a first round pick from Denver coming up. We have a first yeah. round pick from the Chicago Bulls uh, coming up as well. So we have our pick and then multiple additional first round picks coming up as well. So you have draft capital, you have assets, and if one of these guys emerges, you know, as a guy and you and you feel you can go a different direction, you can move, right. you, you can put a package together like you're saying. But also, there's only three teams in the NBA that are going to have more money available in free agency than the Magic. So you can you can just attack the free agent market should you yes. use next year as well. So I think there's yes. that's the beauty. Everyone thinks okay, you you know you you rebuild and you're just building through the draft. No, it's trades, it's free agency, it's internal development. There's a number of ways to get there. Yes, and we all know in free agency, some players pick money and winning at the same time because they've been underpaid so long. They want a winning situation, winning culture, and also they want a bigger bank account. So. They may take sure. Orlando for both of those factors and then get there like, yo, we're going to win. So No, you're right. And I think there's something, even though these guys, I, I know these guys all want to win, 
But I think some of them, in addition to that, they, you know, they want a, a team that they can lead. And I think yeah. some, sometimes you get too, John, you get a guy who's at a point in his career where he wants to be the guy. And then you can look and say, okay, if I go to Orlando, maybe I can be the guy there and I can help these, help these young guys get over the hump. And, and so I, right. I think – and then you look at no state income tax, and then you look at sun year-round. <laughs> you know, yeah. All of a sudden yeah. all that stuff becomes very important. And I, and I think Orlando can very quickly – uh, if not already, can very quickly become a, a very desirable free agent location. Definitely. And teams on the line, when they see Orlando on the calendar, it's not going to be a total vacation. You might come for the weather, but when you get on the court, <laughs> you're going to get some work on the court. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Enjoy the sunshine, but eventually we're hoping to send you out of here with an L. That's right. Definitely, definitely. Dante, thank you so much for your time. We definitely want to do this again, definitely. Hey, my pleasure, John. Anytime. Thanks for reaching out. Good luck the rest of the way, and uh, and we'll touch base again before the season is out, and we'll see how we're looking, and, and we'll Definitely. certainly look forward to catching up again. Definitely. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks, John. Uh-huh. It's Orlando Magic sideline reporter Dante Marcatelli. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.